0: Good evening, loyal listeners, and we do indeed thank you for listening over and over and over again, as we have now reached episode 92 of the CardCast. I'm Owen Newkirk, alongside Sean Shapiro. After a vigorous and heated debate, we have determined that tonight, episode 92 is the Jeff O'Neill episode. Boy, there's lots of uh, deserving candidates. Kuznet, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Gabriel, or Gabriel Landeskog... Uh, one of my personal favorites, Bernie Nichols, Michael Nylander, Steve Ott were for the Montreal Canadiens in 2017.
1: I, I did not expect to hear his name when you were going I through the list either. of 92s.
0: Igor Ozheganov from the Maple Leafs, and uh, a great name, Branko Radovojevich, was the 7 Minnesota Wild. I don't even remember that name.
1: I don't either. I
0: think- Rick Tockett. A lot of years uh, in 92. Did he he wear it for most of his career? One year with the Penguins, one year with the Caps, one year with the Coyotes, and three years with the Flyers, so I'm not sure. Okay. That doesn't really encompass his whole career. He had a longer
1: career than six years. Yeah.
0: So So I'm not sure. But here we are. We'll call it the Jeff O'Neill.
1: Yeah.
0: And tonight, we hit the road after a really interesting Star's Golden Knights Second of three meetings this season. Stars won the first one, which was their first win against Vegas at the AAC. Yep. Tonight they get a point, but they lose in overtime. And, Sean, this was a seesaw battle, if I've ever seen one.
1: With uh, very rap, very uh, extreme changes from one to the other. Wasn't it? It was the uh, – obviously the Stars were – go from one team – dominating the first period another team dominating the second period to um, fairly even third fairly even third and then uh, in overtime where you have uh, one team that I think was the better team for the first 38 38 seconds <laughs> and then uh, just the shift change kind of takes that final cease off for Vegas so um, yeah it Very was close it was a, it was a game too that was um, It was a really... The first seven minutes of the game I thought were great. I thought the first seven or eight minutes of the game were great. And I don't think the rest of the game lived up to the first seven or eight minutes. Fair. Uh, um, But, um, yeah, overall, you just keep going back to that seesaw battle that you you referred to there.
0: So the Golden Knights had a couple of shifts to start the game, created some chances, and it looked like they were going to be on the stars a little bit right from the Mm get-go. And then Dallas really dug in and just... Torched them. The odd part is, Sean, Dallas won just about every battle in the first period, except for one, and they got torched in the face-off circle mm-hmm. very badly in the opening period. Yeah. By the end of the game, the Stars won the face-off battle mm-hmm. by two. They were they lost 70% of the first-period draws and rallied, especially in the third period in overtime. But they were on everything. And frankly... I think Dallas was a little unfortunate to not get more than the one goal. Uh, well, let's get right to it. The yeah. big story of today didn't happen until basically right before warm-up began,
1: which is typical Dallas Stars fashion right now. Right, blindside? We uh, yeah, we've we've made it. We've I mean, we've, we can only make it so. We can only make it so many days without a big story.
0: This is the week of the blindside. Yes. And so we find out right before Walmart begins that John Klingberg has been excused from the team for personal reasons. Yes. Uh, we find out after the game that it's due to a, fam- a family illness. Yes. He- he's expected, not they think, They Rick Bonus said he expects him to be on the team, plane. Yep. Not even be on it by the
1: time we're recording this. Probably is. The flight left at around 11.
0: Okay. So would a match there. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, the first thing you hear is for personal reasons. You think that. Yes. Right. Uh, the events of the week might skew things a little, but I my first thought was, boy, I hope everybody in his extended family's okay because, yeah. especially playing the Golden Knights, Marc-Andre Fleury just missed seven or eight games mm-hmm. due to the death of his father. Yeah. And those are all, you know, of course, that is life. Things like that do happen, but, you know, you just – These are people. Yeah. Like, it's these are people. So, so that's – you hope that everybody in the Klingberg family is okay. Um, but he doesn't play, and so – find out that Taylor Fadoon wasn't even at the rink when <laughs> yep. he knew he was going to play. And Bruce's first question was, how did he get to the rink so fast? Because it took him forever to take the toll. Good news for us. We did not take the toll away yep. and got here
1: in a good amount of time. Yeah. Taylor Fadoon got the call at uh, 615 that uh, he got the call at 615. Hey, we need you at the rink. Where we need you to play tonight. John Klingberg's not playing. So obviously this is a very late development because if the starters are calling Taylor Faduna at 6.15, um, they're only finding out about it at a very close to that time as well. Well, you think it'd be right before 6.15, right? Because yes, if they do any earlier, they call well, him earlier. 6.10, 6.13. <laughs> um, so Fadoon was eating dinner at home. um immediately stops eating dinner and he told me he did so because he did not want to puke once he got puke, puke during the game. Right. You um, have a full stomach. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, you have...
0: Usually guys eat a large pregame meal mm-hmm. at 1, 12.30, 1 o'clock. Yeah. On a game day if it's a 7 o'clock game, like tonight. And then maybe have a snack at yeah. 5, 5.30 as they get ready for the game. But really the big meal is earlier so that you can digest it. So you have a lot of energy, but you're not sitting with a
1: giant belly full of pasta yep. rice other carbs so vadun stops eating immediately gets to the rink around 6:30. right around 6 is when the stars are about to go on the ice for warm-ups um he, he goes through a little bit of an active kind of uh, off-ice warm out up himself he doesn't really have a chance to skate yeah, around doesn't have a chance to skate around and uh then steps in, and then steps onto the ice and is ready for to be ready for when the game starts and we're going to talk about his play on the ice in a second, but yes. I want to get over some clarifying because there's some confusion for some people um, after the game of why Taylor Fadoon was at his home at 6.15. Okay. Um, and this was not a – and this is one of those things where I saw people wondering on Twitter and even – actually, another couple of our media members asked of why he would uh, – why he was still at his home at 6.15. Right. With Taylor – there's no plan for Taylor Fadoon to play. Um. Basically, for the healthy scratches, their responsibility after they go through the morning skate and the bag skate on a day that they are not going to play, they get there for the game. They get there to watch the game. They don't need to be there at 430 like everyone else. Well, just, they just
0: they want them to stay away. They don't want yeah. them to
1: get in the way of the guys yeah. getting ready to play. And on top of that, Taylor Ferdinand was probably getting there ready to be, uh, well, what do we got going here?
0: Brake lights, always a great sign. Brake
1: lights. Um, I'll keep talking about Taylor Ferdinand. Please once do you it. Him,
0: I'm... Um, Going to, uh, you know, somebody always wants us to talk our show longer.
1: So the Fadoon, the Scratches typically do a workout during the first period, and then after the first period, some guys head upstairs to watch from upstairs in the press box. Some guys stay and watch on the TV down in the locker room. That's what Fadoon's night was supposed to be. That's why he was eating dinner at Um, 6.15. There's no need for him to be at the rink at that time, Um, and... That that's kind of just as a quick. Oh, we got a stolen we have a, car. We have
0: an accident. No, we don't have a stolen car. We have uh, a car on the road with pieces of of car. So hopefully everybody's okay. We're gonna have to get around this.
1: Oh, we're here when and we're seeing this accident. The pre-police it looks like.
0: Oh uh, yeah, this this happened not long ago. It looks like people are alright, but. Yeah. Yeah, this one's uh. The front end. It looks like uh. This car smashed into another car.
1: Yeah, we got a... Uh, looks like he's calling the police. Oh, yeah, that's a... Uh, we have an airbag deployment, but it yeah. looks like everybody's okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a front-end smash-up with the car, maybe a rear-ending.
1: Yeah, well, that one car definitely... I think it rear-ended the car that was in the shoulder. I think so, too. Either that or it was a hit-and-run, but that wouldn't be... I'm not going to
0: make that accusation. That is a very loose, uh, there goes some police yeah. in the other direction. Yeah. They'll be coming around. That's a that's a tough accusation. To I'm not going to make. make that accusation. You just said you're not going to, though. You, that's kind of loose, shoddy journalism. I said I'm not you're going so to. You're so much better than that. I said I'm <laughs> not going to make that accusation. It's like saying I'm not going to judge, but everything I say after the but is judging. <laughs> all right. So, um, and we all do that. Hey, not to be rude, but something rude's
1: coming. Right?
0: (laughs) All right, so... uh,
1: Anywho, uh, Taylor Fadoon.
0: Taylor (laughs) Fadoon.
1: Scores.
0: (laughs) No, no, before that. You were talking about why he didn't have to be there right away. I kind
1: of went over that, though.
0: You said, well, usually players that are scratched do a workout during the game. During the first
1: period, typically, yeah.
0: Because they can work out... While well, the team's not in the locker room. Yes. Right? Now, they're not usually in the locker
1: room. They're in their there's workout a, There's facility. a workout area right attached to but,
0: it. So, they, you know, you can show up and work out while you watch the first period.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, fortunately, he was able to get there. And, uh, yeah, scored the goal the first period. Really nice shot. Yep. Second goal of the year. Good on him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think they were unfortunate with how well they played in the first period, not to have more than the one goal.
1: I thought they were... Now... Malcolm Subban wasn't, like, tremendous. There goes an ambulance that way. That was fire, the fire drug, truck. Fire truck, fire nah, truck. That's
0: another one. They're yeah. going to be blocking the road. Oh. We got slowed down, but we got out of yeah, there. Yeah, we
1: got out of there. Before it blocked off everything. a lot of lanes. So Malcolm Subban was, um, he, was he, he wasn't tremendous because he didn't have to be tremendous, but he made some really good cities. There's the
0: ambulance. Yeah.
1: He made some really good There's cities. There's a fire truck right there. Without its lights on.
0: You <laughs> go, like, Getting off there, maybe he's got to loop around.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, like, for example, he made the save on, uh, on Miro Hishkinen with um, the tip. Yeah, it was a nice play by Miro. And yeah. a nice pass from Sagan. um But I think, I think it was the re- you wouldn't say um, he stole the period, but Malcolm Subban was one of the reasons it was only one nothing Dallas. I thought he
0: was one of the better Vegas players
1: yes. in the first period. They did not come out to a yes. good start.
0: They played last night in, in St. Louis. Louis and lost. And, uh, yeah, they did not have their best first, although they had a good first two shifts. Mm-hmm. So, second period now, and boy, did the game switch a 180.
1: Oh, yeah, this was, uh, Stars did not look good in the second no, period. No, Vegas completely controlled that period. And Vegas did two. Rick Bonus talked about it. looks basically Stars lost their legs. And there were essentially two things that Vegas did in my mind they, um, they wore the Stars down, and they, just out them through the neutral zone. And I think the two goals actually kind of perfectly um, encapsulate that. The first one was Vegas wore, wore the stars down. Um, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice no-look pass by uh, Marcheseau, right? On the first one? On the first one. The, the pass. The
0: pass, but it was really not a good
1: defending play. No, no, not a good defending play, but it, it happened because the stars were worn down. So, and so then Carlson Bishop you know, scores. Yeah. I
0: want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. What happened with Bishop because he was really out of position for that? I know there was some contact with Lindell, and that probably helped, didn't help to yeah. keep him from getting the push across, but he was already kind of spinning out of his crease before that happened.
1: Um, to me, it's one of the... Uh, it's, it's one of the plays that comes... It's one of those plays that's in Bishop's kind of weakness area because he is not the most technically sound goaltender. Uh, ben Bishop is like... I've talked to some other people who are... Uh, like, Ben Bishop is, is a very good goaltender, but if you were to look at just technique and how you teach to play the position, Ben Bishop is very... Uh, he, he's not... He's, he's, he does it by his own book. And... The, uh, so you're saying he's not the kind of goalie that you should go to school on. If no, you're no, a no. Young guy like, 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 like Ben Bishop. Here's actually a good example that someone else in the goaltending community has made comparison has made for me before. If you were like picking a team, like if you were in the old school tryout area where you're just picking a team and you were just watching goalies based off drills and how they handled themselves, you would never pick Ben Bishop. No. No, because his technique is his technique is not very his his technique is. You wouldn't like, look at six foot seven and go, Yeah, might work for me. You might after you. Watch. I understand what your point. My though. point, yeah. my point is, once you got to a game, you might say that. But the so there's a car and a boot on the slip's right side of the road. Yeah, <laughs> sorts Some, of something. Um, so that the point is, there. If you look at the weaknesses in bishop games, the technique is, if he is not as he's not a very technical goalie. Right. Um, and because of that, he he relies on his size and his athleticism, and sometimes you do a little bit too much, and that's how he got turned around. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Okay. Uh, Carlson shot, yes. albeit a nice pass nice to set shot him up.
0: up, had the whole net to shoot. Oh, yeah. Completely. So
1: yeah. he's not going to miss that yeah. very much.
0: Um, so that tied it at one, and that was four minutes and 20 seconds or so into the second period. And then, yes, that we criticized Bishop on that one, and probably on the next goal. But before that happened, he made some really good saves. And he had a great save on marchiso short side, yeah. without the stick. Rebound came to Riley Smith, and I think Riley Smith dangles around Bishop and scores, if not for a phenomenal poke check by Haskinen. Yeah,
1: it was a great play was by that, him. I
0: mean, yeah. he, he does stuff with his stick, defensively, every
1: single game where you go, wow, that's really good. Wow, that's good. I, I thought... I mean, it's just really good. Aside from what happened right before the, uh, the end in overtime, but I thought Haskinen was really good again tonight. Yes. Overall, overall, I thought he was really good. I did too. Um and, uh, could have won
0: it in overtime, too. Could have. Had a great chance. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, the second goal is Chandler Stevenson, who acquired from the Capitals by Vegas right after the start of December. Mm-hmm. And I remember him with Washington being a bottom six forward, but tons of speed. Yeah. And he uses that speed, goes down the wing, and beats Bishop from the left dot on a good hard shot.
1: And this was a play where um, – as much as we give credit to Fadoon for the goal, what he did, this is a play where Fadoon took the wrong route initially. Like if you, I rewatched the play after the game again. Fadoon takes an inside route to the center of the ice too, and it's it, it's not that noticeable, but that moment that he does it, that gives that gives Stevenson enough extra space and, and ruins Fadoon's gap that allows that shot to get off. So
0: you went back and watched it. Yeah i um, trying to remember exactly. Everything gets fuzzy after a certain point in time. What did you think of the pass by Theodore to spring Stevenson? Was it a good pass? Or were you not as focused on that? Because I thought I thought I remembered it was a pretty good stretch.
1: It was a good pass, but it was it was the... But it shouldn't have still come to anything. It was one of those where, like, maybe he still gets that shot off and maybe he still has the speed to do it, but Fadoon didn't, didn't do himself any favors with his angle he took towards the... Uh, Fair enough. With the angle he took, he just kinda of, he set himself up where his, his gap was not what it could have been.
0: So Dallas is down two to one after two. All their good stuff in the first period is wiped out in the second period. Mm-hmm. They go to the third, and it's back and forth. Yeah. Right? Chance here, chance there, back and forth. I mean not not a thrilling back and forth, yeah. but there were chances for both teams. And the stars stick with it though, and they get the tying goal from the captain. Jamie Benn tips a centering feed from Tyler Sagan in at the crease with
1: just over five minutes left. But even before, like, even before Jamie scored the goal, Jamie Benn was really good in the third period. Yes, he was. He was like, very like, physical. Like, I thought Jamie Benn kind of had a little bit of that, uh.
0: Oh, here we go. That You're going to call it the Sochi no, Ben.
1: Gonna, I, I, was using, I was using the word retro in my head tonight. But, oh, yeah? You um, didn't know
0: Sochi Ben. That's your go to. You know, I always yeah. say, oh, he's going beast mode. Oh, yeah. ah, Sochi Ben.
1: Yeah, but no, he was... Okay. He, he went... A lot of variation. He went into a mode tonight where he was kind of... He was... It was that combination of where he was physically impacting the game and impacting the game with the skill at the same time. Almost scored maybe one of the goals of the year with the spin move, and
0: yeah, I mean, if
1: he had finished that, that would have been tremendous. stuck just past the goal line. Yeah.
0: Still tried to throw it out in front. I tried to do something similar to that today at the Nooner, the, the sevy Nooner, where I got the puck... And went below the goal line, and I tried to – the goalie lost his stick, and I tried to throw it from behind the net off the stick to try to bank it in, and it didn't hit it. Huh. But I was thinking it. I'm not comparing myself to Jamie, Vett.
1: <laughs> well, neither of you scored on the play, so. I,
0: okay, maybe I am. <laughs> and he, he got paid a lot more yeah. not to score that one, but he eventually
1: would score. He scored, and I thought the goalie scored um, really kind of – that's a lost face-off one. Uh, Vegas won, the, won right. the face-off. But then lost possession. Yeah. Ben wins it in the corner, protects it, passes to Sagan, goes to the net, finishes. Um, strong. I thought Jamie Ben's one of the main reasons the Stars got the point after what happened in the second period. Yes. Um, I give him a lot of credit. I thought
0: Sagan had a good game tonight. He didn't get a goal out of it, but he was skating well. He had the assist on the play. Um he looked better than he has recently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, he, he's now gone ten games without a goal. Yeah. But he had an assist tonight. Could have had the game-winning assist in overtime. Had a nice blade of in it. But um, did you notice? And I didn't look at the time on ice in the third period, but did you notice that it seemed like Bones and uh, went with the double shift of the Ben line, with he moved uh, Hints onto the top line instead of Janmark. Yeah. Went with that line, and then the Fox line, and went back and forth a couple shifts in a row before that goal he was rolling those two. Yeah. Not even the Pavelski, Radulov, and whoever, right? Maybe Yanmark. They really
1: shortened the bench. Yeah, yeah he kind of went to more of a two-line approach for... A, a couple shifts, there, right? Yeah. So... So would you... That that leads me
0: to my... Yeah, yeah. What do you think about those guys? Because Pavelski, Radulov, and... It started with hints and then maybe Yanmark. What kind of game do they have?
1: Ah. Yeah. I mean, it's like Pavelski... Pavelski had the one hit on uh, Carrier that he knocked the linesman into the bench. That was a
0: fun one, wasn't
1: that was, it? That was, that was, that was comical. Um, I didn't
0: know the linesman was in the bench. I just saw the guys back off, and I thought, yeah. oh, that was just... And then all of a sudden, he, his head popped up. Yeah. That was funny.
1: So, like, but aside from that, there was a very a blah game for them. That's I thought kind of, so. Yeah, it um, was
0: not the most remarkable game.
1: No, not at all. So, yeah, um... I guess let's let's get to overtime and then we'll get to a questions. Okay. Um, overtime doesn't last very long, but Stars Ben Sagan Hage can then go out. Um, have the better chances to start. Um, Vegas goes back on a rush. Um, Miro disrupts the helps covering help covering the rush yep. play ends up dislodging the net. It's him and Riley Smith going to the net to clarify for some people because a couple people asked why didn't the Stars change when the net was off? Yep, it's the rule new rule that yeah, came into effect this season. Um, if the defending player is the one that knocks the net off, you can't make a change.
0: Right. They didn't want – they wanted to close basically a loophole yeah. where a player could dislodge the goal from its moorings to get a stoppage and thus a change maybe after an icing or yeah. stuck in the zone. Exactly. And so, I mean, they could have done it and made it a two-minute minute delay of game penalty, but that's
1: just what they're calling it. Yeah. You can't change. Yeah. And so, that played a factor. Plays a factor. The Stars end up winning the defensive zone faceoff going back, having a chance. Um, Hishkanen comes in on a tip, and if, if they score on that play, wonderful games over, stars win, yep. but end of a long shift in overtime for Ben Sagan. Hishkanen, they go for the change, and that's when Vegas capitalizes on it. Uh, it was the pass from Theodore Wright to... Uh, yes. Theodore to Pacioretty, and... He had uh, two primary assists yeah. tonight, Shea and, Theodore. And Pacioretty is... less Lindell's not able to catch him, kind of coming off the bench, and... Nice, nice move. Nice move by patcher He gets Breeze Bishop, Bishop to, yeah. to go to his
0: right and then goes back on the backhand and has the whole net.
1: Yeah. And that's the game. And so they, uh, did you watch the,
0: the, the change? I did, And yes. I watched it a yep. few times. Yep. Pavelski's the first guy on the ice mm-hmm. after the change. I think he came on for Banner's sake, whoever was the first forward there. I think he came on for second. And he's in that sort of free safety position. Yeah. But I don't think he knows that Pacioretty's behind him over by the yeah. Vegas bench. Because Pacioretty cuts behind Pavelski mm-hmm. and gets the pass. Yeah, And Lindell's chasing because he came on for Haskin and it never got back into the no. play because it wasn't the best change. Yeah, But I don't know, again, it, it was just a muddled change. I don't know if that's Joe Pavelski's job to know that the forward's behind him and try to take a different angle to not allow that pass to go through, or if that's strictly on Miro and Essa, and their change changing, trying to cover that guy. But it wasn't played well.
1: No, not at all. It was, a, look, it was
0: a breakdown. Mistakes happen. Patriot scored a nice goal. They're a good team. It happens. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. We're going to break it down and be critical of it because that's part of the job, and mm-hmm. you notice what it was, but it's not a uh, season-defining play.
1: No, and I also don't have any issue with the initial play before where that's a great chance that almost –
0: yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Sagan throws it to back door and Miro gets a redirection on net, and Subban makes the save. Yeah. If he scores, it's over, and we're all thrilled. Yep. Uh, before we get to the lightning round, I just wanted to bring up the pregame ceremony honoring the two ah, yes. Hockey mm-hmm. Hall of Fame inductees from this year, from that wonderful 99-cup winning team from Dallas, and of course, I'm referring to Sergei Zubov and Guy Carboneau. Uh, it wasn't the length and Pomp and circumstance of a Jersey retirement, which we will see next year yep. at some point when they retire Zubov's fifty-six, which will be awesome. But I just thought it was a really nice thing. I don't think Zubov has been back in Dallas much, or at least I think that was his first like appearance in front of the fans.
1: Yeah, first right? in front of the fans. I mean, he's been in he... Dallas
0: with Jim and yep. observing the game, but not to get recognition Correct. basically since yeah. his retirement. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really cool because those guys are just legends of the game, especially yeah. for stars. Yeah. So that was really a neat yeah. thing to have them here and celebrate. They're Hockey Hall of Famers. They deserve all the accolades, and that I just thought that was a lot of fun to set up. And did you notice that even though they weren't there for the beginning of the ceremony, that the Golden Knights players made their way out? And I, when Zubov came out, they were all banging their sticks on the ice, and that's really cool. Yeah, it is. You know, because they didn't have to be out there until the ceremony ended. Yeah. So that was really – that was kind of neat that that was Yeah, case. that was nice. All right, are you ready – To get bombarded with the lightning round. Let's do it. All right. I'm going to have to hit the CarCast hashtag so that we get. Remember, we use the hashtag to sort these through so we get them all. So if you don't use the hashtag, you're probably not going to get your question answered. Yeah. All right. So let's dial back here a little bit because we have some people that ask questions well before.
1: There's nothing wrong with that.
0: All right. uh, This comes from four hours ago. SEC 208 or Section 208. Uh, asks, what is your favorite star's uniform quirk, and why is it not this? Bring back – bring these back. Hashtag gold laces. Well, technically it's yellow laces. I like that. That was the whole Yuri Lettinen tribute. And they went on a little bit of a run. Mm -hmm. And why not uh, stick with it?
1: My favorite quirk? The question was – Uniform quirk. Okay. I mean, it's – that was more of a, remember correctly. The yellow laces for Yuri were more of a. Uh, that was a personal choice by Yuri that. That the team just copied for in honor of him when. And they, then they it, won, it, you know, and then they went on a run with it because yeah. they stuck with it for a little. Yeah. Bit.
0: Uh When the stars were one, seven, and one, I actually postulated that they should bring back the yellow laces because yeah. try to get a winning streak because they're at a point where you got to try anything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: um, favorite uniform quirk. I have a good story, real quick. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm dry. I, I have, I I, I, it's, it's not a quirk, but it's just a funny one, and it's, uh, um, and actually, I, I put this in my, my, fin, in one of my Finland stories. Um, there is a, uh, there's, it was, uh, there was a game where, Yuri Lettinen wore a jersey, um, where there's an autograph on the star. Um, <laughs> it's not from Yuri Lettinen. It's from another teammate who signed his who signed who just signed Yuri's jersey out of nowhere, just for fun, just for fun. And then Yuri wore the jersey in the game, and there's a picture in the, uh, in, like the NHL yearbook of Yuri with wearing that jersey with an autograph. Looks like Yuri went and got an autograph on his jersey. That's, that's phenomenal. So, so I like that. Yeah, that's a good story. All right, um,
0: as we careen around this bend, Crawdaddy writes in, I have a challenge for the both of you. Name the most obscure Stars player that you can think of on the fly. I'll start by going with David Schlemko. John Sim. That's obscure and older. I actually saw John Sim play a lot in the minors in the AHL and even in the United Hockey League back in the early days. At the time, especially in the UHL, I had no idea he was, I mean, at, at first until I started doing some digging on him, that he was an accomplished NHL player because it was at the tail end of his career.
1: I I, I mean, we're talking obscure. I, I put an entire chapter in the book I wrote about guys who played one game with the Dallas Stars. Right. Like Steve Martinson played one game with the Dallas Stars. <laughs> the Allen Americans coach. Um, like Brendan Ranford played one game with the Dallas Stars. We want to go, like...
0: Want to call a couple of the Texas <laughs> Stars? Yeah. Um, so... Scott
1: Gant- Glennie Scott played Glennie
0: one game. Scott Glennie
1: played one game with the Dallas Stars, so... Um, we could really go...
0: Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, one of, I mean, Fabian Brunstrom is one of the more interesting stories mm-hmm. of a guy that had a great beginning and a quickly fizzled out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I Schlemko, I remember when he came in. He was a waiver claim. The stars were looking for a D, yeah. and then they didn't need him, and they waived him, and they got claimed. So yeah, but I mean,
1: Schlemko played more. Shlumko played a played a, a handful, handful of games. Of games.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. That's a one minute video. I don't have time for that of SEC 208 of asking the uniform quirk, showing some weird things I, we'll have to move on because that doesn't play well for a car cast Gallup Gus, well that sucked that's what he said um, my car crash question I remember at the end of last season y'all said 1819 was the most dramatic star season you've ever covered yet there has yet has there already been more drama over the first two and a half months of this season? It feels like it to me. I mean, this is a different level of this drama. Is a different level of drama. Last year's drama was pretty dramatic.
1: Yes, but this is different. This is even. I think is, they raised the bar this, this year. Just they raised the bar. Yeah.
0: Jen writes in, Sean, my seats are in section three twenty four, across from the media section. Do you have assigned
1: seats? If so, where do you usually sit? Um, I I usually seat eighteen in the press box. I think. Um. But I think I'm usually seat eight, 18. Sometimes it's adjusted slightly.
0: I have my own booth, so, yeah, yeah. you have your own booth.
1: You're, you and your... Uh, Fancy. I sit in on my high tower. Your ivory tower. Of, uh, <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what
0: I was going for. Jen writes in two question, uh, another question. So that was Jen's first question. Mm-hmm. Her separate tweet is, do you think there will ever be ice, quote, boys? Why or why not? Uh, it would be the male side of the ice girls. I actually had a a fellow parent of my older son's U10 hockey team who went to the Islanders game last Saturday said his wife was going to call into our post-game show and ask why there weren't ice men or ice boys kind of thing. Um, But her suggestion was not scantily clad Chippendales in the male variation of Ice Girls, if the stars have. It was... Middle-aged men with dad bods and, like, short shorts. Hot pants, if you will. Why? I mean... I, I mean, it would be funny and amusing, but, I mean... I, I does don't anybody know. really want to see that?
1: Why Why do we need deep, scantily-clad women to play the ice? That's the thing that I do. we need scantily-clad, middle-aged, uh, overweight men? Or we could just do what other NHL... T- or I, don't, I don't... Just look. have I an mean, ice crew? We could just have an ice crew where they wear like sweatpants. Track bands, track like, track pants, Like, that's really what the stars should do. Like, I don't...
0: I I'm not, fo- uh I don't have an, a, a strong opinion either way. I, I do tell you what, the ice girls, I have, you know, I know so, so the director quite well. She works in the office. Um, I know they train very hard. They do a lot of practice working on ice cleaning, the dance moves, yeah, all that. They don't thing.
1: need to wear scantily clad clothes to clean the ice.
0: I'm not saying that they do, but I'm just saying that they work really hard. So whether or not you're for or against them as a, you know, of, of their wardrobe, they're just they, – I know that they take their jobs very seriously.
1: I'm not saying they don't. I'm no, just saying – I'm, I'm just trying saying to it.
0: stand up for them while also understanding the side of people that aren't fans of it. I mean, if you want to have ice boys, that would be kind of funny. I Depends think, on what kind.
1: I think you should just have an ice crew where they're wearing, like, the hockey sweatsuit. Just That's a yeah.
0: nondescript descript Yeah,
1: I, I don't think you need the – whatever.
0: Do you have a emergency – We've like, got lights flashing out around uh, the corner yeah. out on Main Street. That could be police uh, or fire trucks mm. or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Brad writes in, any obvious reasons Gurianov was benched five 5-on-5 five for the third when we needed a goal to tie? With Bones, it looks like we will try to generate more offense with stay-at-home defense.
1: Well, we talked about that earlier. It wasn't just Gurianov; It was the entire bottom six. It was, it was yeah. two lines. Yeah.
0: We didn't see a lot of the dickinson a Perry. Although, all. you know, Perry finished with five quality chances, most by the team. Didn't score tonight, but that guy knows how to get to the net and get the puck.
1: Kind of quiet night of five quality chances, yeah. too. Not 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 saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying it's one of those things where it's not like he was overly impacting the game and dominantly, but it's still, he finds a way to get to the net. That's a good way to put it.
0: Ardell writes in long-lived groups. Okay. I hear her to that. Do you think the NHL has slanted the expansion draft too far in favor of new teams? How does division realignment look with Seattle entering? Sockeye is an awful name Seattle can do better. That's a lot in one tweet. Okay, well,
1: the things I can tackle real quick. Okay. A, the team name is probably going to be Seattle Sockeyes. <sighs> um, I would love for it to be the Kraken. I would too. Um, I, t- I don't know. The so- Fish.
0: Is that just, I mean, it's regional, but eh? Yeah. Um, but, hey, Fish, go Sockeye.
1: The... I don't uh, know. The so- sockeye or kraken, if we want to call them that, the kraken. They,
0: Release the kraken. Sending the uh, send in the sockeye just doesn't have that same ring, does it?
1: Yeah, they'll be in the uh, Pacific Division, and Arizona will move to the Central. We Division. knew
0: that uh, end of last year. So we knew that
1: at the end of last year. So Coyotes uh, will end up playing more games against the Stars. Not um, a
0: terrible trip for Dallas. Not
1: a terrible trip. And and it, all it does really for Dallas is, because right now the Central has seven teams, the other three teams, other three divisions eight, have eight. Right. So basically the Stars will play a couple less games against some other Central Division teams because they'll be an even That's number. That's right.
0: Um, but it will be a balanced schedule.
1: As far as giving teams, um, giving the expansion teams too much power, um... I don't think the NHL gave the expansion teams too much power. I think oppo- I think opposing GMs gave Vegas too much power and we'll see if it's if the uh, opposing GMs um realize that they don't need to give they don't need to do what they did for Vegas. You're going to
0: see a lot less I think of teams trading to prevent a player, but yeah. I I say that and we were talking about this today because we were looking at the Golden Knights roster mm-hmm. and said, "Yes, there are teams that panicked on things and that's why you see Riley Smith and Jonathan Marsha, so both lose, leave the Florida Panthers. That's why Alex Tuck and Eric Holla, who's now with the Hurricanes, but mm-hmm. was there, again, two guys from one team in Minnesota. That being said, Sean, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that someone's going to look at their roster and go, I don't want to lose this guy. I'm willing to trade a pick, a prospect, mm-hmm. a player, and so that will end up losing another guy because they'd rather lose two than lose that player.
1: Yeah.
0: But they shouldn't. They should just take their their one player loss and move on. But like, I'm I believe that I don't think everyone's going to learn their lesson.
1: No, I don't think so, but I think I think more I won't be as much of what happened. Here's my take on this though.
0: The league, it's good that the league helps the expansion franchise have solid footing to start and have at least a competitive team. Nobody thought the Golden Knights were going to win the division and dominate yeah, yeah. and make it to the Stanley Cup final. That was way above expectations. But it's the, the opposite, and this came into to play a lot with our discussions of Rick Bonus. Yeah, with Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators were awful for several years. Remember Anaheim when they came in the league, right? They were the Mighty Ducks and the big Disney rollout, and they were terrible. Yeah. They lost a lot of hockey games. You need to, as you build a market, especially one that hasn't had an NHL team before, you need or not for decades. In Seattle's case, it was, what, more than 50 years oh, ago? Oh, yeah, a
1: long time, long, long time. More than
0: that, even you need to give the eager fan base more than just hey we have a team isn't that exciting they can't go to the rink and get watch their team get blown out every night
1: yeah i don't think they're getting handed too much i really don't no. i think um it's just
0: Look, it, it's a it's balanced yeah i don't i'm okay with it coaching is a big part of it too yeah uh stars potter 12 soccer soccer question why not why not Does the U.S. men's national team make the Olympics? Can they do some damage if they do? I don't
1: know where they're Remember, the
0: Olympics is a U23 event. I don't know where
1: they're on the qualifying of that.
0: I don't either. Can they? Yes. Uh, Look, the U.S. has a great uh, pool of young players. Um, I started doing some FC Dallas broadcasting this past year, and they're a huge feeder into the U system at the U18, U20, and U23 levels. Um, And so you'd love to see some of the Dallas products – get whether and i i could rattle off this jesus ferreira had a big year edwin Cerrillo, um reggie cannon's with the full national team thomas roberts is with the u20s uh, and he's a good young midfielder that i like a lot but that's just the dallas thing the u.s soccer has bigger issues right now and it's yes. starting to come out i don't know how much you saw of this lately but they're kind of Needing to do some overhauls of the actual U.S. Soccer Federation because they have had some missteps mm-hmm. to the point where they've started focusing too much on marketing and less on competitive advantage. And that's a huge mistake. Those Nation League games are supposed to matter, mm-hmm. underattended. Uh, you know, why is that? If you're overcharging for your ticket and nobody shows up, that's a problem. If your team isn't good enough and nobody shows up, that's a problem. We have gone past the golden age or what was a golden age of US soccer?
1: You're making good points, but I'm going to get you back on track. Okay. Hockey. let's just get you, I'm going to get you back on track cuz you and I could talk about this for a long time, but I'm okay. going to You're right, gonna, we could. I'm going to just get you back on track. Let's okay. get to the next question. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Nasta, look, the point is is that we're frustrated. It goes back to Trinidad and Tobago mm-hmm. in 2018 or the not qualifying for Russia and then it's they haven't gotten over. It. All right. Justin writes in, only caught bits and pieces of the game tonight, but I noticed the last few weeks Miro seemed off. Well, if you only watch a couple bits and pieces of the game, you didn't get an adequate view of
1: of the game. He was really good
0: tonight. Last year and beginning of this year he seemed superhuman lately, not so much especially offensively. Any idea what's going on?
1: I don't I think he I, he did go through was it? it was. It had some you know, quiet stretches. He had a couple quiet stretches, but I just I don't think I don't think it's. Other than that, he's been really good.
0: Like. Yep, he has. Uh, look, yeah. there there are moments up and down, for every player, but he's been really good. Yeah. Austin writes in. By the way, that goal he scored in Winnipeg. Yeah. The rest of the game wasn't very good for the Stars, but that was a sick goal. Yeah, it was. Austin writes in. Can we? He missed a word here, but I'm going to try to write it for him or okay. say it for him. Can we permanently ban Stars quote unquote fans who want to Klingberg? I think what he means is to trade clean. Oh, okay. I saw tonight, look, Taylor Hall didn't play at Colorado for the Devils. He was held out as a precautionary healthy scratch. Mm -hmm. That set Twitter abuzz that a trade was imminent because he's a a pending unrestricted free agent, so he's a huge rental target. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He didn't get traded tonight, at least as far as we know.
1: He did not. Well, I mean, um, I haven't mean, looked at my phone. That's what I mean. Would, you would have seen it. Yeah. Uh, so this,
0: well, yeah. not right now because I'm, all, I'm yeah. focused on carcass <laughs> hashtags. Yeah. Um, but some people on Twitter said, yeah, Klingberg's out, Taylor Hall's out. Trade him one for one. No way in heck do the Stars do that. No.
1: Nope.
0: nope. No way in hell either. No. Nope. That's a terrible trade. Not because Taylor Hall isn't a great player, but the Stars aren't going to trade a top-skilled offensive defenseman on a very team-friendly contract with term for an expiring rental of a player, they most likely wouldn't want to or could afford to pay a eight-year
1: deal. Yes, and, right. And the they also, yeah, it's it's not happening.
0: That's the last one of the hashtag CarCast. I could go dig in and see if people. No, can no, ask no. But I don't want to reward people that didn't follow directions. <laughs>
1: that's fair. All right, that's fair. It's late. We're tired. If here, one thing I will say to okay. her: it is it'll be an interesting trivia question, maybe at some point, where if he doesn't play again tomorrow and then is traded, his final game as a New Jersey Devil would have been in Dallas.
0: It'll be an interesting trivia question if indeed that happens. Mm-hmm. A lot of people speculating that one of the trade targets would be Colorado. Yeah. Why is he just going to change locker rooms? Now they're going to Arizona. No. Yep. That's another enough. trade target. I don't know. I know that he's probably going to fetch something cuz the Devils are eager to trade him before the holiday freeze which is the 19th. Yes. Um but and I think they at this point if they're going to trade him they should move on as soon as they can to get rid of the distraction, but they're not a good team. No. I don't see nice. them rallying to make the playoffs, do you? No, not at all. Right. So they have to take their time and get what they can the best they can. Yeah. What would be interesting is Will anybody go after it? They have three other unrestricted free agents to be. Will they go after any of those guys? Um, the two defensemen are Andy Green and... Um, who's the other one? I wrote about it earlier. I can't forget, I can't remember now. Um, Severson? Okay. I think.
1: Yeah, Damon Severson.
0: And then the other forward is whom? Crap. Anyway, the point is... There's no reason that the Devils don't sell off the parts they yep. can if there's trade interest. Yep.
1: And the more interesting trade deadline that I'm interested in anyway from a Stars perspective is where will Thomas Harley be traded within probably before January
0: fourth. Oh, that's digging deep though. Yeah. Because you're interested in it, but it doesn't really affect the Dallas Stars this year.
1: I know. But I'm, yeah, about, I'm you're I'm ta- allowed to. I'm talking about trades that realistically impact me because Taylor Hall is not going to get traded to the devil to this from to Dallas.
0: Yeah, most likely not, but I'm interested in the actual trade deadline. Oh, yeah. To me, that's the most interesting for the stars now.
1: Yes, but I don't think – I think Hall gets traded before the holiday freeze. I don't think anyone else –
0: No, 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 no. We're looking at two months down the road. Yes. All right. Hey, uh, next week, the 17th, the ice plant arrives. Ah, yes. The winter classic is getting closer, and we're getting excited
1: about it. Nashville tomorrow, though. I believe the – for, I believe um, Monday I've been told the uh, the schedule and programming notes come out for what the Road to the Winter Classic will be. Oh, you mean the like – the TV show. The Epics yeah, yeah. documentary. I think it's just on NHL.com now. Uh, it's not Epics? I don't think it's Epics.
0: Anymore. Okay, well, whatever I mean, the I – mean, the, the, the camera crew started. Yeah. It showed up on a very, I guess for them, opportune day. Yes. Which was what, Tuesday? Yes. Tuesday was a – Well,
1: Wednesday. started shooting Wednesday.
0: Was it? Oh, practice, yes. right. Yeah, so they had some storylines to cover. Yes. So to speak.
1: Well, we will uh, be back Tuesday.
0: Thanks We're, for listening. We'll be back Monday. That'll be Monday, Edmonton Oilers.
1: Tuesday.
0: It'll be the last, uh, it'll be the second to last car cast before the Christmas break. Yes, it will. <laughs> I had to do math in my head.
1: All right. everyone have a good night.